one day I, I was at the Grammy, a Grammy party, and I met Snoop Dogg, and he was just on Dr. Dre's album. He wasn't on his own yet. And I invited him to the showroom because he looked very cool. And he, So the next day I go to work, and uh, there's a message from him because I gave my card, you know. He called and said, I want some gear. I said, yeah, yeah, come up. He came and gave him some stuff. He went back to L.A. About a week later, he called and said, I'm in New York again. I need some more clothes. I said, well, come on up. And he said, I can't really. I'm doing Saturday Night Live rehearsals. Can you come to my hotel tonight? So I brought him some rugby's with Tommy's name and everything. The next night, Saturday Night Live, Tommy called and said, Andy, turn on Saturday Night Live and look at these the guys, Snoop and these guys have my clothes on. The next week, the stores sold out and reordered. And I mean, it's all music and fashion, whether it's hip-hop, punk, pop, soul, jazz, whatever it is. I'm Elia Einhorn. Welcome to the Talkhouse Music Podcast. Here at the Talkhouse, we pair notable musicians for thoughtful, unmoderated conversations and release new talks each week. Regular listeners will have caught recent episodes like The Replacements' Tommy Stinson with MC5's Wayne Kramer, or The Smiths' Andy Rourke and Dolores O'Riordan of the Cranberries discussing their new band, Dark. Check out these and all of our past episodes and subscribe to get new ones on Stitcher or iTunes. Today's guests are Marky Ramon of the Ramones and bassist-slash-fashion-mogul Andy Hilfiger. Marky Ramon joined the Ramones in 1978 and played drums on loads of the band's biggest hits. The Rock and Roll Hall of Famer and Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award winner is also a founding member of seminal punk act Richard Hell and the Voidoids. That's Marky playing on their game-changing Blank Generation LP. He's also an entrepreneur. He released a punk clothing line with Hilfiger Denim in 2009 as well as his own marinara sauce, Marky Ramone's Brooklyn's own pasta sauce the next year. Marky's autobiography, Punk Rock Blitzkrieg, My Life as a Ramone, was released in 2015. Andy Hilfiger grew up playing in bands and working in fashion. His first job was at his brother Tommy's clothing store at 12 years old. He went on to join the company as a designer, stylist to America's biggest movie and rock stars, and more before launching his own highly successful brands. In the 1980s, he played in a band with Marky Ramone, King Flux, which also featured Andy's brother Billy and the Plasmatics' Richie Stotts. Andy has also worked with a number of celebrities like Jennifer Lopez and Nicki Minaj to launch their own products and made Aerosmith Steven Tyler the muse and brand ambassador for his Andrew Charles clothing line. Marky and Andy sat down at Samsung's flagship store, Samsung 837, in New York City last year for a catch-up. Andy, who was heading to the Iridium Jazz Club just after their chat to soundcheck for that evening's show with his band Sway, showed up with his bass slung over his shoulder. The guys talked about Andy dressing everyone from Pete Townsend of The Who to the Wu-Tang Clan, the Ramones working with Phil Spector and filming Rock and Roll High School, Andy recording with Joey Ramone, Dee Dee getting lost in a graveyard at night while filming the Pet Cemetery video, and how Andy Hilfiger almost became Andy Ramone. Check it out. Hello. How, how's everybody doing today? My favorite Ramon, which I 
knew them all is sitting right across from me. And I'm uh, very happy to see my good friend again today. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> we uh, we kind of grew up together. We had a band together uh, for uh, about two years. Yeah. And that was with uh, when uh, uh, Richie starts from the plasmatic guitar player. And Andy's brother, Billy, and, uh, and Anthony was the singer. Yeah. And then I got back in the Ramones again. But Andy became very successful as a clothes designer. Yeah. Um, fashion and music has always been very important to what's happening really now and always has been happening. But, um, you know, artists always have, you know, everybody has their own individual look, but artists always have to look great on stage in uh I'm from a large family, and we didn't know where to get the clothes back in the 70s. And so we'd either drive to New York City to buy them, or we would make the clothing ourselves. And that's kind of how the whole fashion thing started. We would look at album covers and wonder, oh, my God, where can we get? We'd look at Hendrix and the Stones and the Beatles and wonder, where can we get this these clothes? So we would uh, try to find them in New York or anywhere else, and then uh, we started making them ourselves and creating our own brand and our own label. Well, you know what it is? It goes all the way back to, uh, God, the 50s, when Little Richard and Elvis, Chuck Berry, and all these great individuals and bands played music, started rock and roll, and with that came the fashion. So it, it definitely goes together. Then you have the British invasion, like the Beatles, the Stones, the Who, the Kings. So it just keeps going on and on and on. So they definitely go together. So um, Well, the whole mod thing was unbelievable. Yeah, the mod thing was great. And then the Ramones with the leather jackets and the ripped jeans, starting punk. And then England, uh, you know, with the Followed. Rape, you know, with the <laughs> holes in, in their clothes that they took from Richard Hell. And so it, it, it definitely goes together. It is, it is an audio and visual integration. And the classics always come back. I mean, a motorcycle jacket, oh, yeah. you know, from James Dean or earlier than that. The Fonzie. The Fonz. <laughs> the Fonz from uh, Happy Days, right? But if yeah. you think of motorcycle jackets with holes in the jeans and striped T-shirts and sunglasses, yeah. it's an iconic rock and roll look that um, the, Ram the Ramones basically reinvented the classics. Yeah, that was... Uh, 1974, 75, oh God. <laughs> but uh, Marky and I met in, uh, well, he probably doesn't remember, but when I was about 12 years old, his band, his early band opened for B.B. King in my hometown. The band was called Estes, and my brother Tommy was the promoter of the show. And my brother Billy had all these pictures of this group called Estes, it was Estes, right? Yeah. It was right yeah. before Dust or after no, Dust? No, it was, it was after, uh, 73, 74. And then we uh, were produced by Rolling Stones producer Andrew Oldham. And then I started hanging out at uh, CBGB's. <laughs> and that's where you met Richard Hell? And that's where I met Richard Hell, the other Ramones, uh, Blondie, Patti Smith, Talking Heads. and uh, Plasmatics. Plasmatics, uh, me and Johnny Thunders had the same birthday from the New York Dolls. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and I never looked back. 
And unfortunately, four of the uh, uh, Ramones have passed away. It's a shame. Yeah, but the the legacy lives on. Will never die. Definitely. Mark is still continuing doing festivals. Yeah. I just heard they're going to play with The Who. Yeah, we're going to do a, sh a show in uh, Spain with The Who. And uh, never ends, you know? And then in the mid-'80s, uh, my brother Billy and I were in a band with Richie Stotts from the Plasmatics, and uh, Marky joined the band as the drummer for a couple of years, and we've been uh, tight ever since, and that was yep. 1985. And we debuted at the Cat Club, and you couldn't get in. There were so many people there. It was like sold out. Yeah, and it just uh, and, and everybody's going on to do their own thing. Uh, Andy's a big guy in the fashion world now. I continue, uh, of course. You know, uh, Tommy's still there. Tommy Hilfiger, and we all know each other, and we all we all love each other, and that's uh, that's very important to us. And Billy passed uh, from brain cancer. My brother Billy yeah. after nine eleven. So that's always a, a tough one. Definitely was. And he was a great guitar player and musician. And he, he also loved fashion. He used to dress up in military gear on stage. Yeah, it was great. So, but my, uh, my music and fashion collaboration, I've been collaborating with artists. Oh, tell them. Stones. Yeah, this, we dressed the Stones at Hilfiger, and I was just telling Mark about Pete Townsend tour. But um, even pop and hip-hop, I dress the Fugees and I dress Puffy and all these guys. I dress the Wu-Tang. And uh, then they started rapping about us in their songs. So it was this new kind of advertising where, you know, it was grassroots. All of a sudden you'd hear this track and they'd be rapping about your brand or, or you. And uh, things just exploded from there. And then I started signing artists and, and creating a clothing line based on their aesthetic. And I signed Jennifer Lopez in 2001. And today that's a you know, $300 million a year brand worldwide. I'm not involved anymore, but I started that brand. I also did a collaboration with Marky in Hilfiger Denim, um, a major Marky Ramon collection. In Great cult. Yeah. Great pants. We designed them, the leather jacket and the jeans, and, uh, and you sold out. And you've performed over there for, uh, where was that, in Amsterdam? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, was that really was cool. crazy. So it's really all about music and fashion. Definitely. But when it comes to dressing musicians, I just want to, uh, the most important thing is building your own brand because, you know, I did J-Lo, I did... Nicki Minaj, Adam Levine, Steven Tyler. I've done a lot of celebrity brands, but they come and go. And uh, to do your own brand is what you really believe in and you work really hard to keep keep that brand going. So, But to tell you who I dressed, we'd need another hour. But I can tell you, I was at Michael Jackson's house. I dressed Michael. I dressed Metallica when they won their first Grammy in very cool rock and roll red label. We did a red label line because Hilfiger wasn't a rock and roll brand. It was it's classic, but we did capsules of rock and roll. So they always supported rock, which was great. Tommy, oh, we Tommy and it. Andy and Billy always supported yeah. rock. 
But uh, one day I, or I was at a Grammy party and I met Snoop Dogg and he was just on Dr. Dre's album. He wasn't on his own yet. And I invited him to the showroom because he looked very cool. And he, so the next day I go to work and uh, there's a message from him because I gave my card, you know. He called and said, I want some gear. I said, yeah, yeah, come up. He came and gave him some stuff. He went back to L.A. About a week later, he called and said, I'm in New York again. I need some more clothes. I said, well, come on up. And he said, I can't really. I'm doing Saturday Night Live rehearsals. Can you come to my hotel tonight? So I brought him some rugby's with Tommy's name and everything. The next night, Saturday Night Live, Tommy called and said, Andy, turn on Saturday Night Live and look at these the guys, Snoop and these guys have my clothes on. The next week, the stores sold out and reordered. And I mean, it's all music and fashion, whether it's hip-hop, punk, pop, soul, jazz, whatever it is. I was at the forefront. Because a lot of brands, they didn't re- like they didn't know the stylist would call for music videos. When the stylist would call, say, we're doing a music video, I'm like, music? Video? Where? And I'd go to these shoots with shopping bags and dress Grand Poopa and dress all these guys. Our band, King Flux, in the mid-'80s, we uh, did a few shows with the Ramones before you you joined yeah, yeah, back yeah. with your band. And that was one of our highlights, just playing with such an iconic group. And then uh, my brother Billy and I and Richie Stotts, we recorded a song with Joey Ramone at his apartment in New York on a demo. And then uh, I believe they released released it maybe maybe you played rock and roll is the answer on the on the track mm, i'm not sure but we used to play it so, live a while ago yeah that was uh i think 80 45 something yeah. like that yeah that was a great so uh, six years after rock and roll high school the movie <laughs> the movie <laughs> yeah uh that was a that was a fun movie to make um if you never made a movie, you sit around all day. They ask you to come to the set at about 6.30 in the morning because they need the sunlight and stuff if you're going to be filming outdoors. You get to the set, you sit around, and and your uh, scene probably only takes 10 minutes, but you got to sit there and wait. And But you, you learn how a movie is made uh, with the director and the other actors and then take two, take three, take four, take five. But at the same time, weren't you recording with uh, for Rock and Roll Radio or was that after? Uh, that was, Phil Spector was six months later. Okay. Right after In Rock LA High as School, well though, right? In Los Angeles, yeah. So we made the movie Rock and Roll High School in six weeks on a shoestring budget and they still play it today. But then we went back six months later and we ended up working uh, with the greatest producer uh, the big sound. America has the ever known, and that's Phil Spector. 
unfortunately, he's not with us anymore. Uh, he's he's on a vacation for a while. Permanent but, vacation. Uh, yeah, but we uh, we me and Joey loved him, and uh, he uh, he's one of a kind. Yeah. And then uh, Ed Stasium, he did rock and roll. High school, right? Mm. Did he produce that? No, uh, Phil did. He did the demo. I see. Yeah, he did the demo. Can't keep track. Yeah, there's so much. Uh, I think there's 18 Ramon studio uh, albums. Wow. Something like that. Well, I came across the other day, and I forgot the name of the album, but you guys did, uh, the, the Ramones did The Who and The Stones. Oh, yeah, Acid Eaters. That's a great album. That, that was a tribute to all our psychedelic... Right. Uh, bands that we kind of liked when we were little kids. Out of time, you did? Yeah, growing up, you know, by the Stones. and um, Substitute. Yeah, we Ramones them up, and uh, that was the result, just doing the songs that we liked doing. There were three songs I wanted to put in there, but they were a little too hard for them to play. Incense Peppermints by Strawberry oh, yeah. Alarm Clock, Kicks by Paul Revere and the Raiders, and there was one, uh, one more... Um, uh, oh, Hey Little Girl. Uh, Is that the same Hey Little Girl that Syndicate Den Boys of did? Sound, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, that was a good album. Fun album to do. Really It was just, it was just our ode to that era. Yeah. So that was, that was very cool, finding Definitely. that album again. You got to hear it. Well, when I was at Tommy uh, in the beginning, and I was working with all these different artists, Marky called me one day and said, Hey, Andy, you know, Didi Ramon's going to leave for a while to do his own thing, his own rap thing or whatever he was doing. Do you want to come play bass? So I was lucky enough to uh, go to SIR and play with all the Ramones for a couple of rehearsals. At the end of the day, they used a, a guy, uh, JR. JR, yeah. I, I almost was Andy Ramone, <laughs> but I was Andy Hilfiger, so I figured yeah. we, we can stay brothers. No, his name's Curly. Only kidding. So I was Andy Ramon for a couple days. That was fun. Yeah, it was good. That was fun, I remember. Yeah. But the uh, Ramones uh, will never die, and uh, the Hilfiger family uh, will be there forever. Under the outdoor with the steamboats, ancient goblins, and wild Come at the grand light making a sound The smell of death is on the Stephen King, great guy. Obviously, everyone knows who he is. We went to visit him where he lived, and uh, he gave the book to Didi Ramon to, to read. He read it, and then he wrote the song, Pet Cemetery, real quick. So it ended up in the movie. So that really helped our career at that point. Mm. because Well, the video's great. Yeah, definitely. We uh, did the video at Sleepy Hollow uh, Graveyard, and we were uh, put into a seven-foot hole, which was, was supposed to be a grave. Uh, we were on <laughs> a, a platform that uh, had, uh, you know, a hydraulics on it. We sunk into the ground, and you didn't see us anymore. <laughs> and it, it was about 20 degrees out. And uh, freezing, and you could see well, the— you still had your black leather jackets yeah, on, yeah. but you had gloves on. Yeah, and the next thing you know, I'm trying to get out of there because I drove there myself. I couldn't find my way out. 
of the graveyard, <laughs> and like there were, there were no lights except the, the lights of the headlights of the car. So we go there, and uh, you know, Didi's, Didi Ramon's in the back, my uh, my partner in crime, who isn't with us anymore, unfortunately, and uh, he was really freaking out because he thought because we were in a gra- graveyard this was happening. You know? <laughs> but we finally saw the road and we got out of there. But not through the entrance. We got out to the side. I think we ran over a few graves. Not intentionally, but that's what could we do, you know. Well, things happen to uh, you never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> what, what a great what a great song and a great video. And like you say, Didi wrote that quick. Forty minutes. But most a lot of songs that are big iconic hits are written quick. I think Yeah. Didn't Keith dream about Jumpin' Jack Flash? Or satisfaction. Satisfaction, yeah. and the next day woke up and started playing it. And yep. Yeah, you never know. You and I like Satisfaction. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, we're not going like, Yeah, I like Frank Sinatra, too. Right. I'm not going you know, he's, Frank Sinatra's great. I like all this stuff, you know, there's a lot of good stuff. I like Rancid, I like, uh, I mean, I, you know, I have a radio show in Sirius XM. So it's a punk rock station that goes out to all the states in America. So I have to listen to all the new punk and old, you know, I play the old punk, but there's a lot of good stuff out there. Like uh, the individual members of Rancid have good stuff. Uh, the Gallows from London are really good. You got the uh, Riverboat Gamblers. You got Anti-Flag. You got a lot of good stuff out there, you know. So and just, these are all the new, some of these are the well, new Well, they're, they're relatively new compared to the older punk scene. But yeah. of course, I play Blondie, uh, the Ramones, Patti Smith, uh, Richard Hell and the Voidoids, uh, Sex Pistols, The Clash. Well, you played on Richard Hell's number one oh, yeah. album. Yeah, The Blank Generation. That was a uh, punk uh, punk theme. My son, who's 18, he has his own punk band, and they play Blank Generation. I keep saying, you know, Marky played on that. And he's like, he did? Because that's one of the songs they. Yeah, it's that, an easy song to play, so yeah, that's yeah, yeah. why they got to play it. But he sounds just he's doing the whole Richard Hell thing. That's, that's great. Well, I that's mean, what that uh, vinyl show's based on. Yeah. Uh, the Mick Jagger production. Yep. Is Richard Hell. Richard Hell and the guy supposedly is Marty Thau, oh, okay. the owner of the record company. I'm not sure, but uh, it, it, it alludes to that. But uh, that's a great show. It's a great show. The acting's great. Uh, it's fun to watch, and uh, that's in a lot of ways it's very realistic vinyl. Yeah, uh, and um, yeah, Malcolm McLaren came to New York, managed the Dolls, stopped managing the Dolls. Then he saw Richard Hell, brought back Richard's look to England, and all the punks there cut their hair, cropped it up, ripped uh, their clothes up, safety pins, and they took Richard Hell's look. And that's how you see the Sex Pistols. And the Even Clash. the Clash, though, they took all those old yeah, 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 yeah. used Bur- clothing. and Yeah, Bernard Rhodes. So uh, that's how the punk scene started in, in England. We were a year, a uh, year and a half ahead of them. I just, I think I just saw the uh, head of Harper's Bazaar walk by. That's real fashion. <laughs> you are real fashion. Yeah. You are, Andy. Well, we're fashion and music. We're rock and roll in fashion. That's right. And that's what matters to us. That's all. We live it and breathe it and we love it.
Hi, I'm Elia Einhorn, and you've been listening to Marky Ramone and Andy Hilfiger on the TalkHouse Music Podcast. Subscribe on Stitcher or iTunes for upcoming episodes like Steve Malkmus with Holy Sons Emo Lamos and Dan Deacon in conversation with Andrew W.K. Today's episode is mixed by Mark Yoshizumi. Till next time. Till next time.